This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. Bill Gates, the second richest man in the world, has spent the last 20 years giving away his money. His $50 billion foundation has made charitable contributions in the billions of dollars. But who exactly has he been giving that money to? For some answers, we turn to Tim Schwab. He looked at 19,000 charitable grants given by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation over the last two decades. And his three reports in the nation just won this year's Izzy Award, named after I.F. Stone, our hero, awarded by the Park Center for Independent Media at Ithaca College for outstanding achievement in independent media during 2020. We reached him today in Washington, D.C. Tim Schwab, welcome to the program and congratulations on the award. Thanks so much. I couldn't have done it without the nation. Well, the big shocker in your report to me was how much the Gates Foundation has given in tax-deductible charitable donations to private companies. How much did you find? Yeah, so as you noted, I looked at all charitable grants the Gates Foundation has ever given over two decades. That's 19000 And I found more than $2 billion going to private companies, which absolutely is counterintuitive. You do not expect a charity to be making charitable donations to for-profit companies, to large multinational companies at that. What kind of private companies got the biggest contributions? Um, you're seeing um, tens of millions of dollars going to Novavax, GlaxoSmithKline, a lot of pharmaceutical companies, which uh, listeners may or may not know. But that's really part and parcel of how the Gates Foundation works is closely with Big Pharma. What could be wrong with that? Big Pharma w- wants us all to be uh, healthier. Yeah, and that certainly is the Gates, Bill Gates' personal view of social change is working with and through private companies. And it's interesting, you'll find him in a number of interviews sort of debating in his head whether he's been more effective in his previous role as the head of Microsoft, through which he you know, introduced the computer revolution to the world and introduced so much social change in his mind, whether he's accomplished more through Microsoft or through giving away billions of dollars at the Gates Foundation. Um, so, you know, yeah, his view is definitely th- this idea that companies are part of the solution. They're main drivers of social change, in particular, very large companies. How can profit-making corporations receive tax-deductible charitable contributions? That, that doesn't seem right. I thought charity is supposed to help the poor, not the wealthy. Yeah, it, it's impossible to, to look at these donations and not come away with this idea that the Gates Foundation is really invested in helping the rich help the poor. That's really their model. You know, a decade ago, The Lancet, the medical journal, they did a study looking at all of the Gates Foundation's funding in global health, finding that almost all of it went to rich countries, United States, Europe, Canada. So though their money is designed to help the poor brown people in the developing world, the Gates Foundation is doing this by helping by funding researchers and think tanks and NGOs in the in the rich white world. But to your question about you know how they're able to give money, it, really it's because Congress really isn't paying attention and there aren't really strict rules around how foundations operate. So as long as the Gates Foundation can demonstrate and keep paperwork that this is going towards a charitable cause or charitable ends then it's deemed okay for them to make donations to for-profit companies. I mean, it's something that I think we should be talking about. I think the Congress could be looking at it. 
So Big Pharma is at the top of the list. The Gates Foundation also gives a lot of donations to media companies. That's kind of surprising. What is he after there? Well, I mean, the charitable explanation is that there's a lot of topics that the Gates Foundation is interested in that don't get a lot of press coverage, things like global health. So they want to fund NPR to do reporting on global health. So they give them money to do that. But in doing so, if there's a certain level of editorial influence because you're shaping the, at the very least the topic on which these big media outlets are covering. Um, so th these are stations like NPR, but also to for-profit media companies too. But you know, a, a lot of news outlets that you and I go to have taken money from Gates over the years. It's NPR, it's ProPublica, it's Al Jazeera, it's The Guardian, it's BBC, it's on down the line. And I think it would be foolish of us, it would be foolish of us not to imagine that that financial, that those contributions don't also affect the way those media outlets cover the Gates Foundation. And I learned from your work that he also funds documentaries to be shown on TV and in movie theaters. An interesting one is Waiting for Superman. The Gates Foundation gave $2 million to participant media. We record our show in L.A., and we regard participant media as one of the good guys of Hollywood. Yeah, um, so that's a, a film that uh, very much promotes charter schools, which is a, a main agenda, agenda item of the Gates Foundation and U.S. education, uh, which are privately administered public schools. And it's just as you said, the Gates Foundation put in $2 million for the promotion of this film, which was very much in line with the Gates Foundation's policy agenda on U.S. education. So, yeah, I, I found a, a total of a quarter billion dollars that the Gates Foundation was giving to media companies, journalistic institutions. I, I don't know that that's all of their giving, but that's what we can see. And it's, it's a very sizable amount of money. I don't think we can discount the influence that has in shaping media narratives and shaping how we understand topics like global health, U.S. education. And one of the big claims of the Gates Foundation is their Africa programs. One of the lesser known ones, which was very interesting to me, was they made some contributions to help poor people in Kenya get credit cards. What's the problem there? Yeah, I mean, that's a, a kind of an illustration, again, of how they're working with uh, private companies, uh, making donations to private companies. So this is an example where the Gates Foundation made a $19 million donation to a MasterCard affiliate in 2014 to increase usage of digital financial products by poor adults in Kenya. You know, I talked to a, a sociologist in, in the piece and he was wondering, you know, I think MasterCard and all these financial institutions have a, a real serious financial interest in reaching the billions of unbanked people in the global South. Do they really need Gates Foundation's help? So at what point is this really charitable? And at what point is this just a corporate subsidy? And a corporate subsidy, by the way, that we're all subsidizing ourselves as taxpayers because the Gates, Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates, they donate billions of dollars to their foundation and they get billions of dollars in tax, tax deductions for those donations. So, you know, at a certain point, if all of us are subsidizing the Gates Foundation's work, why don't we have any say or really, to be honest, any oversight in how they operate? Excellent question. Another one of the um, the causes supported by the Gates Foundation is intellectual property rights. Creative people should have a right to their own intellectual property. What's wrong with that? 
Well, where that paradox really plays out is in, is in human health and in public health. It's a real paradox that so many people die every year because they can't get access to medicines they need to treat or prevent their diseases. And a reason for that is because you know we have these available medicines, but they're very costly because of the pharmaceutical companies will have a monar- monopoly control over, over the market. And you know you're really seeing this play out right now during COVID, where you know a handful of companies have control over the vaccines that everybody on Earth needs one or two doses of. So if you're asking what the, what's the problem with with patents, uh, I mean you're seeing it play out right now in real time with you know what everyone's I think appropriately deeming vaccine apartheid, where the rich are getting access and the poor are not. Bill Gates often boasts that he has paid more taxes than anyone else, uh, $10 billion, he says. But you raise an interesting question. How much does Bill Gates save in taxes by making charitable contributions? And you you try to figure this out. Yeah, so it's a point. There hasn't been a lot of scrutiny or criticism of Gates Foundation over the years, but there's been enough that buried on their frequently asked questions page at the Gates Foundation website is an acknowledgement that Bill and Melinda Gates personally do get some tax benefit from their donations. And they say it's the $36 billion they've given through 2018. The, the Gates Foundation says they've seen an 11% tax savings from that. So that's $3.5 billion. So that's a lot of money. But if you talk to independent tax experts like I did, they said that's really a gross underestimation of the tax benefits that, that they're, they're seeing. Um, and that it's probably more like a 40% tax savings or more like $14 billion. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, Gates, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates are giving away tens of billions of dollars, but they're also seeing very serious tax savings. I think uh, anyone could, could look at this and ask, what, why, why are they really deserving of those kinds of tax benefits, especially if they're, they're giving this money away to for-profit companies? You know, it's, it's one of many areas that I think is ripe for a new look at, at the way private foundations and billionaire philanthropy works in this country. And that takes us to something called the Philanthropy Roundtable. Sounds like a fine organization. What does the Philanthropy Roundtable do? Yeah, I mean, going into this reporting project, I didn't realize what a defined special interest group the, the big philanthropy is, but it really is. It has its own trade press, its own publications. It has its own lobby groups. It has its own advocacy groups and think tanks. And what the Philanthropy Roundtable does is it advocates and lobbies on behalf of philanthropies. And it wants to basically promote a world in which the, the prevailing status quo, where there are very few regulations and uh, very little oversight over billionaire philanthropies like the Gates Foundation. So again, this is where the Gates Foundation is making charitable donations to fund the Philanthropy Roundtable. Which, whose job is to you know, make sure that the, the rules and regulations surrounding the Gates Foundation are friendly. And you know, how, is, how exactly does that help us help the Gates Foundation meet its mission of making a, a more just and equitable and healthy world? You know, it really seems self-serving for it to be giving donations to these kinds of special interest groups that prop up the world of philanthropy. In conclusion, the Gates Foundation has declared that its mission is, quote, helping all people live healthy, productive lives and, quote, to empower the poorest in society so they can transform their lives, close quote. That sounds great. If you were writing the mission statement of the Gates Foundation, how would you put it? 
I've tried, you know, I wrote three articles for the nation and I've tried many, many times to engage with the Gates Foundation. I made many requests to interview Bill Gates and it's really not an institution that engages with, with public criticism, with outside viewpoints that put a critical lens on its work. And it has a reputation as being unaccountable and non-transparent. I don't know if that's its mission, but in practice, that that's how it operates. So, you know, I think if you're going to describe what the Gates Foundation is, it is the one of the most powerful, least scrutinized actors in global politics that operates with very little transparency or accountability. The Gates Foundation is a political organization that shapes public policy and media narratives. That's what Tim Schwab says. He won the Izzy Award for his reporting on the Gates Foundation. You can read his award-winning three-part series at thenation.com. Tim, congratulations again on the award, and thanks for talking with us today. Thanks so much, John. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. 